sometimes we need meat and we aren't even getting milk. We starve ourselves with a full course meal sitting on the table in front of us when we don't read the Bible. The meat and the milk is all in front of us in the Word, but we have to reach out and take it. We need to eat our fill, but we'll never be too full. We will always be hungry for more, but we will never starve when we read. We can never be too full of the Holy Spirit. Well, hello, everybody. This is Marcus. And Trisha. And we are... The Messengers. The Messengers. It's been a long time, hasn't it? It has. Been, what, three months? Almost. Almost. My goodness. I'm sorry it's taken us so long to get back to you guys. Yes. Hopefully when you hear these from the beginning, there won't even be a pause. There you go. (laughs) Just the next one's up. Up. There you go. So, since we had such a long break, we wrote this show in November of 2016. That's when we wanted to do it, around Thanksgiving. We were unable to do it, but I think we should refer back to it because it's something that's pretty important. This message is true any time of year, and it's one that we all need to hear no matter what the season. Absolutely. So in America, we have a holiday called Thanksgiving. It's a time when we are to remember what our founding fathers uh, who came to this land with a dream of freedom in their hearts. Yeah, they knew that only God could help them through all the troubles and trials they had getting to this point. The first winter in the new world. Can you imagine how amazing that must have been? And how cold. Cold, yeah, because they landed in the north, northeast. Ooh. (laughs) So on this day, on Thanksgiving Day, we usually have a turkey and lots of other food to commemorate the season. So, we're going to stop and reflect on food. The Bible has a lot to say about this subject. On this precious day, when we eat our food to our fill, and some to our overfill. Lots of those. Yes, (laughs) lots of overeating on Thanksgiving. But we need to remember to thank God for the food. More importantly, we need to thank Him for who He is, and not just what He has done. Food is a wonderful thing, but God needs to be praised all the days of our lives. Absolutely. And God even created food for us. So he told Adam and Eve in the garden, and this is out of uh, this is Genesis 1, verses 29 to 31 out of the NIV. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit and seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth, and all the birds of the sky, and all the creatures that move along the ground. Everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. That's awesome. I love that. So they had the plants of the earth to eat. Right. Before the flood. And then came Noah when God wiped out the whole earth. If you're not familiar with this story, you can read it in Genesis 9. And this is going to be uh, verses 2 to 4 out of the NIV. So the fear and dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky, on every creature that moves along the ground, and on all the fish of the sea. They are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves about will be food for you. 
Just as I gave the green plants, I now give you everything. So at first they were only to eat plants, like vegetarians kind of. Right. But then when he redid the whole world after the flood, the plants were gone because it was all water. Right. So then he gave them the food from the beasts of the earth and all the all the animals. Right. All the birds and all the fish in the sea. <laughs> That's right. Just like it says. <laughs> so when we're talking about food, we need to go to the New Testament. Jesus had the disciples feed the people to show that they, the disciples, would feed the people after Jesus was gone. Right. First, we're going to look at Matthew 14, verses 13 to 21 out of the NIV. But we're also going to look at the other three accounts in the other three Gospels. We're not going to go over the whole thing, but we're going to look at it first. So this is Matthew 14, verses 13 to 21. And this is where Jesus fed the 5,000. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place. It is already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. And Jesus replied, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them to me, Jesus said. And he directed the people to sit down in the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men, beside the women and children. That's right. That's amazing just that to is... think about, you know, five loaves and two fish feeding more than 5,000 people. That's incredible. Just that God does that. He just magnifies what we have and blesses right. us over, over, and above. And there's a lot there also about Jesus looking up to heaven, giving thanks, and then distributing it, and then having the disciples distribute it. There's a lot to that. So there's a big there's a big study you could probably mm -hmm. find online. We've also talked about that before yeah. with Thanksgiving, the other thanks programs on our radio show. Right. So go back into our... Uh, our archives. Yeah. And see if, you can, see if you can find something else that'll that'll definitely bless you. Yes. All right. It'll, it should all bless you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So let's just skip over to Mark 6, 35 through 37. And this is this same account of Jesus feeding the 5,000. This is, again, the disciples. We just kind of want to highlight the disciples saying, you know, send them away. They need to go buy something to eat. And Jesus says... You give them something to eat. And they're like, what are you talking about, Jesus? A year's <laughs> wages couldn't feed all these people. And then he said, you know, how many loaves do you have? And then, of course, the same thing happened. He gave thanks for the food and blessed it, and it fed all those people. That was Mark's account. In Luke 9, 13 through 14, they had the same thing. The disciples were like, these people need to go away so they can eat. And Jesus said, you feed them. That was Luke 13. And the disciples were like, but we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for this whole crowd? 
so they they couldn't understand, you know, that Jesus was feeding them. Right. But Jesus kept saying, you feed them. So in John 6, 5 through 11, they, it has kind of a different account. It says a little different way, but... Philip answered and said, Two hundred denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. And I'm not sure on the the equivalent to denarii, but that was a lot of money. He's saying even a lot of money would not be able to feed all these 5,000 plus people. Right. So they were just kind of like, send them away, Jesus. And then he's like, no, you feed them. And they're like, but we don't have the money to feed them. They could only think about the natural, which is what we tend to do a lot. When Jesus tells us to do something, we're kind of like, how do I do that, Lord? You know, this is just me. How can I feed 5,000 people? And then the end of John, he said, he blessed the bread and the fish, and he gave them to the disciples and made the disciples give them to the people. So that's just something interesting that was from the account of where we see things. In the natural. In the natural. <laughs> yeah. Just like the disciples. We have to learn too. Even though we've read the accounts and we're like, oh, that seems so simple. Of course Jesus can make that miracle happen. Right. But back then, they didn't know that. Right. <laughs> Even after seeing all these miracles, they didn't think to themselves, oh, Jesus can do this. This is no problem. Right. And there, and there are people today that even say, you know, miracles were for back then, but miracles are not for today. Right. I beg to differ. I have seen <sighs> miracles. I have been part of laying hands on people and seeing people healed instantaneously. That's right. Or even uh, delayed. We've and, seen people blessed financially. Right. We've been blessed financially. Yes. So there are miracles all around us today. Exactly. Just look. Just open your eyes and look outside. That's right. <laughs> it's amazing what you'll see. So we find that Jesus fed the people through parables. And that was actually foretold in the book of Isaiah. Right. So in the book of Isaiah 6, verses 8 through 10, is where this account in Matthew comes from. So Matthew 13, verses 14 to 15, and this is out of the Amplified, it's a little bit different, so. Yeah. But he says in Matthew, In them the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says, You will hear and keep on hearing, but never understand. You will look and keep on looking, but never comprehend. For this nation's heart has grown hard, and with their ears they hardly hear, and they have tightly closed their eyes. Otherwise they would see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn to me, and I would heal them spiritually. That's right. Jesus was talking about the Pharisees and the Israelites who had become hard-hearted, and they couldn't see, and they couldn't understand. But he, he was saying, if they had followed me, if they had listened to me, then their eyes would be open. So that's why he took his ministry to the people that were not the Jews because they were able to open their eyes and to hear with their ears. They weren't hard-hearted like the others were. Exactly. So he also told Peter something very important for, and it's important for all of us, 
because even though he said these words to Peter, these are words that are meant for us today, every and day. And they're not meant for us to, to feel bad the <laughs> way right. Peter did. <laughs> That's right. So let's find this account where Jesus told the disciples to feed the people after he was gone. They didn't understand at the time, but they did fulfill this with the Great Commission, and they listened when he told Peter to feed his sheep. Right. So this account is in John 21, verses 15 through 17. This is out of the NLT. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. And Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. And a third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. And he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, then feed my sheep. That's right. And they and Peter was hurt and couldn't understand. But then once Jesus came back from the grave when he was resurrected, then he understood. And so now that we know the whole story, we realize that he's not talking about sheep and goats and lambs. He's talking about the people. people. Right. The people. Because he is the good shepherd. And we are his sheep. We are his sheep. Regardless of whether we're believers or not. That's right. We're all his children. Just believers and unbelievers. Right. <laughs> so, some other parables that you might check out about feeding include the growing seed. And that's found in the account of Mark 4, verses 26 to 29. And also the barren fig tree. That's a good one. Yeah. That's Luke 13, verses 6 through 9. The parable of the mustard seed. And this is found on three accounts. Uh, the mm-hmm. first one being Matthew 13, verses 31 to 32. Also in Mark 4, verses 30 to 32. And Luke 13, verses 18 to 19. And then drawing in the net. The people drew in the net with all the fish. Right. And that's in Matthew 13, verses 47 to 50. And then the parable of the wedding feast. Yes, think about all that food. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's Luke 14, verses 7 to 14. All right, so some ways to get spiritual food include... Praying in the Holy Spirit. Yes. Meditating on the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Learning from your pastor or other teachers. And listening to God and obeying what He says. That's right. So there's many ways to get spiritual food just... Just pray if you have nothing else to do. Just say, Lord, please feed me. Show me how I can grow. And I know a lot of people have a hard time listening and just to hear God, much less obey Him. So, you know, it's important that you do have the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can be uh, the mediator so that you can understand what God is telling you to do and what He's telling you to go and what He's wanting you to say. Every step of the way, God God has a plan for you. So if you don't have the Holy Spirit, then you are missing out. Yes, and we can help you with that. So if you want to write us on our email, 
themessengersradio.com. Right. Uh, you can go there. You can go to the contact page and click on uh, either either one of our names and email us individually. Or if you want us both to receive it, you can just fill that little contact form out and it'll go to both of us at the same time. And we would love to help you with that. And we will do that sometime too. We have prayers of how to accept the Holy Spirit. There's a good book that we did a teaching on from Andrew Womack. The New You and the Holy Spirit. That's right. We would definitely recommend that book. It will explain a lot. Yeah. So let's get back to food. Paul said we are first to be fed with milk and then go on to meat. This was a metaphor for new Christians and mature believers. Right. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 3, verses 1 through 3. And this is out of the NLT. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I do spiritual people. I had to talk as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And you still aren't ready, for you still are controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous and of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? That's right, and that's kind of true for a lot of people today. Even people who think they're mature believers or should be mature believers, (laughs) they end up quarreling and fighting, and a lot of the denominations do that. We're all children of God and we need to get back to the meat of the 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 word the word that's right we need to get back to God is what it is yes so many denominations are are starting to get away from God and uh, there are some denominations that are allowing uh, homosexuals to be pastors in their church I'm all for having a homosexual at the church to hear the word and, and to be filled with it and to understand their sin. I mean, we're all full of sin. That's, that's one of the reasons we go to church. But if we go to church and we're not changed, then something's wrong. It's Yeah, I'm with you on the homosexual going to church, but as long as they're not in a church where they can stay doing their sin over and over and never change right. from their sin, you know it's, what I mean? It's a heart matter. It is. It's a heart, it's a heart matter. Right. But that, that's why a lot of people out there today, a lot of unbelievers, see the Christians just fighting amongst themselves like little children. Like Paul's saying, you're not even ready for meat yet. You should be by now. Yeah. But you're, I still have to feed you milk. I still think some Christians are still in the womb. They don't, they're not even ready for milk. That's right. So... He also says to the Hebrews about this. He warns about falling away. Right. So this is Hebrews 5, verses 11 to 14 out of the NIV. We have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, still being an infant, is not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, 
who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. That's right. So there does come a, a time, excuse me, as a new Christian, when you do need that milk and you crave that milk and you, you are fed and fed and fed. And then, just like a baby, it's time to start, you give them, you know, mushy food, right? Right. And then it goes and goes on until they can finally eat Solid. solid food. Right. And we need to keep growing in that. We need to be like that child to grow and grow and grow. And then for the rest of your life, you continue to eat the solid food and get stronger and stronger and become right. mature. But and there, you, and if you're reading the Word, there is no part of it that is fatty, that's fattening. That's right. There's no part of it that's going to give you, that's going to make you go overweight. Spiritually, <laughs> I mean, you the, cannot the, get too much food, right? And you'll never be filled. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Peter talked about this same thing too. Oh yes, in First Peter, two verses one through three out of the NLT, it says, "So get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech." Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow in a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. So we all need to do some growing up. Yep. It's, you know, you just continue to grow and grow. So we like this verse out of Matthew 5:48 from the Message Bible. It says, in a word, what I'm saying is, grow up. <laughs> your kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others the way God lives towards you. That's right. I really like that. You know, sometimes we need meat and we aren't even getting milk. We starve ourselves with a full course meal sitting on the table in front of us. When we don't read the word. The meat and the milk is all in front of us in the word. The Bible. The word of God. But we have to reach out and take it. We need to eat our fill. But we will never be too full. We will always be hungry for more. But we will never starve when we read. We can never be too full of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Does that sound a little familiar? If you listen to the beginning, then yeah, right. <laughs> absolutely, and the description. <laughs> That's right. We thought that was important to, to de definitely at least repeat. That's right. It's you know this came from one night I was sitting on the couch and we have a table, a little what do you call that? Coffee table. A coffee table in we front don't of drink our coffee, couch. Though. <laughs> we don't. So it's just a table, a non-coffee table. It was a table in front of us, and I was just looking at it, and I was thinking about this, and God just said to me, you know, you have a full course meal sitting right in front of you, and you're not even eating. And that, that really got to me, and it really got me thinking, you know, I need to reach out and read this Bible, or I am going to starve. Right. And just so you know, uh, in case you're a little confused, the full course meal, the Bible was sitting on the table. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, everybody's probably thinking, what? <laughs> she has food on her table? She's not eating? No, yeah. The Bible was on the table in front of me. 
And God was saying, you know, everything I have is right here for you. It's right in front of you. But you have to take it and you have to eat it. Right. So you can have as much food in front of you, but if you don't eat it, you don't get any nutrition. Right. You won't grow at all. And I can't think of anybody that would force feed their children food when they don't want to eat. So God's not going to force feed you the word if you're not going to read it. That's right. He can't do everything for us. We have free will and we have to reach out and take it right. and eat it. So, all right, we're going to wrap this show up, but thank you for joining us today. We know some of you around the world do not celebrate this Thanksgiving holiday like we do, but we want to remind you that Thanksgiving is not just a day. It is a way of being. It's a heart issue. We always need to take the time to stop and thank God for everything (laughs) absolutely everything is a gift from him you may not think you have anything to thank him for but you do you can always thank him for him (laughs) just thank him for who he is jesus is the greatest gift we will ever receive give him praise honor and glory for that amen amen All right, and this would definitely not be an episode of The Messengers if we did not give you out there, the listener, the choice to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior if you have never done that before. So choosing to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior is the most important decision you will ever make. And and I've said this in the past, it's more important than the school you go to, the college you go to, the job you do. It's more important than anything else that you will ever make because this is an eternal decision. We're only on this earth for a small amount of time compared to eternity. And this decision that you make on earth will decide where you spend eternity. So you can spend your life on this earth and have money and have all this stuff and lose yourself. The word even says... You can gain everything, but if you lose your soul... What good is it? Exactly. So God's word promises us this, and this is in Romans 10, verses 9 through 10, that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you'll believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And if we skip a couple lines down to Romans 10, verses 13, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, will be saved. Amen. I and like that, that. And I love the fact that it's a whosoever, because that means anybody. That's every, not just anybody, but everybody. Everybody. So anyone that calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's right. So by His grace, God has already done everything to provide salvation. Your part is to just believe and receive. That's right. So if you are ready to change your eternal address and you're ready to really believe and receive and change the way you think and the way you do things. Because, you know, I lived 27 years in this world trying to do things on my own, and I could never, ever make it work. You know, I'd I'd have victories here and there, but they were never lasting. That's right. You weren't feeding yourself. Right. 
So if you're ready to make those changes, I would like for you to pray this out loud. You don't have to scream it at the top of your lungs, but you do need to believe what you're saying in your heart. So if you're ready to do this, say this. Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. And just know that the very moment that you said those words, the truth of his word will instantly come to pass in your spirit. And now that you're born again, that does mean that there is a brand new you. So we thank you guys so much for listening today. And we hope that it's been a blessing to you. It's been a blessing to us. And we are blessed to bless you. (laughs) And we we will start doing more shows. We promise. We promise. All right. If you did just pray that prayer, please let us know. You can go to our website and contact us like... Marcus said earlier at themessengersradio.com or you can join us on our Facebook page at just simply Messengers Radio and you can contact us that way as well. We would love to hear from you guys. We we so enjoy being able to to teach you things that God has really taught us. <laughs> We've really had to learn it before we can right. talk to you guys about it. So So we've gone through a lot of the uh the ups and downs. That's right. So we hope that you guys don't have to. That's right. We love you guys. Have a great one. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Messengers. And don't forget to visit us at our website, www.themessengersradio.com.